Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yes! Rumors and rumbling. That's awesome! Let's be filibustering begin. Time once again, ma'am, fam, for little movie news, rumors, rumblings. Roundup as we exit scary movie season. You're mad about movies and in the VIP. And we move into the fall, officially into the awards window. A couple big blockbusters still to come. We'll talk about all that stuff here. But make sure you stick around to the end for some weekly recommends. Because that's always a fun time. Welcome mm-hmm. into this episode. I'm Kent. Hosting with my co-hosts this week, Brian Gill and the new dad, Richard Arby Barden. Hey, man, welcome back. And you're, you are a new man. I, did you change immediately? People say mm. you feel a change. Did you feel a change? Well, I finally got body hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. His um, beard is incredible now. Just <laughs> yeah. immediately. Yeah. Immediately. And I'm super <laughs> in IPAs in baseball. Yeah, and that's it. <laughs> Nothing else. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely a Brian knows it's a wonderful uh experience and you'll know one of these days, Ken, probably, and it's great and, and everyone is bored by it. So it's wonderful. <laughs> He's great, you know. I'm not available. Would you like to happy. reveal the name? Because we did not do that last week. We were leaving sure. that up to you. Um That's nice of you. You guys are very funny. I listened to uh the open. And nothing else. <laughs> um, yeah, his name is Jude. Jude Edward Barton. Jeb. Jeb. Man, I was close with James Edward. You were. As I, my... remember, I texted Sarah when you said that. I said, Kent is dangerous. Man, I thought close. I was closer on James than on Edward. But there you go. Given that you're uh, given your wife's maiden name, that makes makes total yeah, sense. I don't know why that popped maiden. into my head, but literally, I was I just thought of a, a name yeah. randomly, and Perfect. that's what popped it. Maybe it was fate, you know, that that drew Not me that towards a, that. A super uncommon name, meaning her maiden name, Edwards, but it, her family, her generation are all girls, so that's kind of dying off, so I thought mm. it'd be a fun, and I like the name Edward. Um, to because of uh, as an Edward Scissorhands. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because yes. you love Twilight. You were very notoriously Twilight. team I Edward. I love yeah. Edward Scissorhands. Um, mm-hmm. I love um, Eduardo Ed Naharal. McMahon. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... All of those four things, yeah. We always had together. Then, yeah, Jude was always the. We were always going. It's actually just a coincidence that her maiden name was Edwards. Just I didn't even think about it until afterward. It was uh, was all these other things. It was, yeah. But he's a great, very cute little guy, and uh, he's we call him the Truffle Pig. um, Nice, because he roots. He's one of the, (laughs) or I call him the Truffle Pig or Joe Burrow. Because he's always burrowing in my chest or Sarah's chest trying to find milk. It's like we don't feed him, but we feed him a ton. But he's, But Red Bull, uh, that doesn't count. He's a growing boy. Yeah. FYI. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He is. He is a growing boy. So you, you're, very... you're juicing his milk with creatine powder, right? Bobby, <laughs> dude. Yeah. He's, we Growth got a supplement. supplement. Yeah. I got him on it. Yeah. I got him. 
Um, it's called the DC HGH. plan. HGH. <laughs> yeah, he looks basically like um, two weeks into pre-production J.K. Simmons. Right. Now. <laughs> so we have a few more weeks to get that full shred. Like he has the he's growing the mass, but he doesn't really have the cut yeah. yet. You know, because that's when you do you cut out water, and then you go pure crystal meth, <laughs> and then that's how you get the cut. He doesn't have that yet, but uh, the mass is getting there. Yeah. But he's he's a lovely, sweet little boy who 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 uh, hangs out and you know they're useless at this point, but they're very they're very cute. Yeah. Congratulations! <laughs> I don't know how to be sincere, but I newest, just, newest member of the Mam Fam. He'll he be, he'll be taking over this show before we know it. Coop and Coop has already proven his podcasting abilities, Brian. So <laughs> wow, I never thought about that. Wouldn't out. that be cool? Wouldn't that be just cool? hand we it just, off? We just handed it off. Yeah, Legacy. Cool. Yeah, I like it. That Coop's would be been cool. after me. But we still, you know, take all the ad and uh, right, yeah, yeah, obviously, all, yeah, obviously. Yeah. yeah, we own the rights, yeah. right? Of course. Uh, College wasn't yeah. free, my guy. Uh, yeah, the you gotta, yeah. Coop's been after me about he wants to start his own podcast, and I'm just like, we, I mean, do you need that? Is that sure? are we sure about that? But he's just tell me he's doing one. Yeah, I guess I can. like, oh, great podcast, son. Yeah, let me post yeah, it real quick. Yeah, beep boop exactly. beep beep. <laughs> yep. And it's on the internet. Congratulations. My grandma loved it. <laughs> yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what does he want to cover? Just pop culture. He he wants to talk about movies and Pokemon and video games and, and all this. So I don't know. I may I may It's that thing where you're like uh that seems like a terrible idea. Nothing against Coop. He's a <laughs> right. awesome right. smart kid. I just mean a kid doing that. And then two weeks from now I'll see a kid that did that and that's worth a I know. One hundred and ten million dollars from know. his YouTube because other kids all watch him talk yeah. about Pokemon. So, I like, know. I think you should do it. Yeah. And you said before you had Coop, you're like, we're going to monetize the crap out of this. Yeah, kid. that was exactly. the main point so of having. A you kid. need to stick yeah. to that. Uh-huh. Yeah. If right. he's not spitting out cash by twelve, he's useless. <laughs> right. Totally. Exactly. Stay That's, to it, bro. They tell him all the time. So. By the way, Richard, if you want uh, Jude's domain names, get at me. And yeah, for a small fee, they got a roll out of me. Absolutely. No, I will. I'll I'll um I'll hit you up on Zell. Something we never got to uh get your thoughts on last week was the James Gunn to DC move. Yeah. Richard, what was your reaction when you saw James Gunn is gonna is gonna be the Feige of DC? Very I just the awkward timing because he still has a Marvel movie to promote. Yeah. <laughs> he's not done with it. Like he's still making it. Yeah. Right. Right. So that seems very DC-ish in that mm. that's not a bad move and I certainly understand it. And I think he could probably do a very good job and I think he's certainly got an eye for all comic material and all that. But like it's so them to rush that announcement mm-hmm. instead of just being like, hey, finish your thing. We'll roll it out. They're just like, oh, you signed the paper? <laughs> She's running to answer like, <laughs> It was like, it's, <laughs> it was very... And so I, I fully expect there to be a 14 picture in television phased out announcement before any movie comes out still, which is their mm-hmm. modus operandi. But they'll, they will definitely, um, I do trust that they'll be better because he's good. He can do these things pretty well. But yeah, it was just a very funny, t- the timing made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, certainly. It feels like they, they can go, to, I don't know, maybe two directions. I don't know if they're going to try to unify this thing like the MCU is. And it'd be interesting to see how James Gunn is able to unify the Black Adam Superman side of things. You know, whether they keep those characters. Apparently, yeah. 
they're still keeping the flash and we'll maybe talk about that in a bit, but seems to be a little bit different than the stuff they've got going on with James Gunn in Suicide Squad and the Peacemaker series he has on HBO. It seems to be not very connected. I wonder how he's going to unite them. And uh, that'll be interesting because I don't know, uh, James Gunn seemed to do some great work with John Cena See see what he can do with the rock. Maybe he can fix that a little bit. Uh, it, Couldn't hurt. Insert some real humor into it. Uh, but the thing that makes James Gunn movies, and I, I mean, I can't say it all the time. Uh, James Gunn movies is like he kind of pushes the envelope content wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't want to front. If WB wants to just counter program Marvel, that might be their best move. It's like, hey, we're making comic book movies for adults. Count, yes, I'm with you, but like to an extent, but also counterpoint to that. I think he operates best when he pushes an envelope when there is an envelope, meaning when you have that push from the other side going, yes, James gunned this up a bit, but we're still Marvel and it needs to be this. Mm-hmm. It needs and to be PG-13. Yeah. You can push us a bit, but like at the end of the day, like it's got to be this. If he doesn't and he doesn't have that, it might still be good, but it could very also easily be super. Where you go, yeah, that was cool. a really R-rated, fun, interesting movie that no one had no mass audience because, you know, on the internet, like we forget sometimes that these are a huge part of this audience are children, mm-hmm. um, especially for the recurring revenue of toys, costumes, right. video games, whatever. And I would, my concern would be. Uh, if I'm Warner Brothers, who I have no faith in, but if suddenly you and I were, the three of us are running Warner Brothers, I would say, James, I want you to push an envelope, but here is a freaking envelope. Right. <laughs> and you yeah, get totally. to push within it, but like we're going we're gonna to give you some framework because if we just let you do you, um, you're going to do something that could be great, but I would worry about the returns on that. Yeah. Because we are trying to make money with these. I'd be surprised if he even directs any of these movies. Maybe he does another Suicide Squad. Maybe they do a Peacemaker movie. But mm. if you're him, can't you just find great people, sign on as executive producer, and well, yeah, take the I mean, check all day? Like, it uh, could be great. Maybe we're not getting the, James Gunn movies, per se, more than just James sure. Gunn, the, the tastemaker at the helm. And that's true. Like That's the, the great unknown, which is, makes it interesting, is he could be awesome at that. He could also not have no... I, Mm-hmm. you know just be a very good director that has no eye for that and we don't know yeah, i um, think i think that that's the the deal that i i, I mean he may be great at this maybe he may be he may be totally great at it yeah I hope he kevin is. feige's not really a creative and yeah at, at least as far as i know i mean maybe, maybe i'm an idiot but but he is i think is, is i think of him at least as much more of an executive type and he just happens, but to he has be, good taste. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He he happens to to have good taste, or at least if you hate Marvel movies, fine, whatever. He has mass audience taste. He has broad taste. Yeah, um, and he, he money making taste to be good at at you know, for the most part, uh, there have been some 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 dips here and there, but he's good at at um, working with creatives and and yeah, and so, finding them. People that you Fine, never yeah, totally, totally um, think would do something like this, and, and right, right, and and so you know, I it remains to be. I mean, I'm not. Th- this is a better hire than than what they've done in the past for sure. It 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 also. I mean, there's a very real chance. I think in in three or five years that 
we're looking at the the slate of movies that have come out under Gunn's kind of tenure or whatever or purview, and we're like, this is not so great. I also think there's a there's a real chance that we get some creative, interesting movies, which is the number one thing that I would like to have happen because I've not been, I've not yeah. felt like much of DC Extended Universe has been um, super creative or or interesting. But also movies that don't that don't hit the numbers that they're looking for. I mean, you just hinted at it, Richard, but like yeah. he has a very distinct niche style of uh filmmaking and I think of of interest and taste and that works great when it's Gal- uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. It worked okay for for me. I'm not a huge fan of the Suicide Squad movie, but it was fine. Um, and it was really, a lot of people really enjoyed it. That's fine. It made a solid amount of money. But like, does that, does his taste work for Superman or Batman or Wonder Woman or yeah. whatever else? Because and you're right, those that, have to be, and how does that affect the patents in Batman and all right, that stuff? But also right. like, you're right. It's not. It's not just about making money. I understand at some level. I hate using this word, especially when it's about people in freaking capes. But on some <laughs> level, there's art to it. Sure. But like, but the money part comes in. Like that's what pays. It yeah. has to be yeah. a perpetually money making machine for it to continue going <laughs> to make twenty movies. You know, right. Right. to tell the full story, to have something interesting over a long breath of years. And it's like, yeah, you know, we we talk about the Marvel movies being wide appeal. And people could say, well, that's not necessarily who cares how much money they make, whatever. But it's like, but that's, you know, the fact that Ant-Man makes a lot of money means they can do something interesting with, you know, Shang-Zi or, or you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I said that mm-hmm. wrong. I'm tired. But like the hits afford the risks. And if you if you do the risk first, it, it doesn't always work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Totally. You need them to be good movies and also... Ideally, you need them to make a billion and a half dollars too, and yeah. that's at least some of them, you know, because that's and what keeps the rest like, of that's them cool going. and not scary. Yeah. And I yes. want to, I yes. want to put that on my lunchbox. Exactly. Yeah, you got to think this is them announcing this is just a a Q four stock price move. Like, let's get this this puppy up, up the profits a little bit, and and work, be able to work a little bit more as we close out this year. And it's funny because Zaz said he approached Kevin Feige, or Feige says that he got approached for this job and politely declined. But you got to give credit for at least asking. Like, I'd be pissed for not asking. Like, because, you know, like, deep down, you never know. Feige might be, like, the biggest Batman Superman fan of all time. He's like, and things aren't working out for Marvel, or he's unhappy. And it's like, oh, my God, thank you for asking for me. Yes, I'd love to do it. You know, you never know. That could that could have happened. And um, that would have been... Incredible if that had happened. Feige had moved over to DC. That would have, I don't know, broken the the comic boy brain on, on Twitter or whatever it is. But um I just love the 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 balls by Zaz to just like, you know what, I'm going for Feige. Screw it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm sure which is funny too, because after the bad press that he has rightly earned over the last few months, like I just Imagine Feige taking that call. Don't you don't you assume that like he got off the call and he texted his friends and was just oh, like, Oh no, they never they ordered champagne in the marble room and they all partied <laughs> yeah. the rest of yeah. the day. Like yeah. this is yeah. so funny. Yeah. I would have just laughed my butt off if I was Feige, but like right. 
if you're Zab, like I said, you never know. The guy might be a huge fan. It might be looking for a, a good opportunity to get out, and mm. that might have been it with the, with the regime change and new new people involved. They certainly have the intellectual property to take it where Marvel has. Mm-hmm. Uh, whether they do that, I don't know. I think the the Pattinson stuff, the Matt Reeves side of things, you know, they, they could have certainly moved him into that position. But it seems like he's going to do the Batman series and do the Batman series and have that as his has his thing. I'd be interested to see if they bring that over into this at all into the the Black Adam stuff. I. <laughs> Well, James Gunn can make that work. I'd be interested to see that, but I think you need Batman in this in this side of things too. Somehow, some way, I don't know what they do there. They cast somebody else. They bring back Batfleck in some way. I don't know because mm-hmm. we know we have Cavill back. So it seems like they're at least grasping to uh, you know whatever life that the uh, the Snyderverse had. They're they're yeah. trying to to carry over. But um, yeah, but yeah, that'd be interesting to see how this all plays out here in the next year or two, I feel like they're going to make some big announcements and, and we'll see. Yeah. You got, I'm looking at the, this just a little, a little, cause I, I mentioned you, you got to I think the deal is you got, like I said, you got, you want to make good movies, but they also need to make a billion dollars. There've been 51 movies that have made a billion dollars worldwide. The only entries, this is still stunning to me. Cause Batman v Superman, we said at the time, like, that should have been an easy. You have Batman and Superman in a movie. That should be an easy 1.5 billion, um, and it, you know, it did not. It did not do that. The Dark Knight, which the Dark Knight and the Dark Knight Rises, like, are obviously DC Warner Brothers properties, but it's not really the DC extended universe. But we'll, we'll, that's fine. We'll, we'll give it to him. Both of those movies hit the billion dollar mark. The only other two from this run to hit that to hit that mark are Joker. And Aquaman. Wow. Just Aquaman. over a billion for, yeah. Aquaman's number, Aquaman Dog. is the biggest one of this, this bunch. It's the 25th biggest open, or excuse me, the 25th biggest of all time. Con- compare and contrast that with, and I yeah. only say, cause I know, I know every time we do Marvel, DC, we get people to gripe about comparing and all this. Stuff. I just mean this from the business side of things. This is what Warner Brothers wants from these properties is to, Make tons and tons of money and compete with Marvel. Marvel has <laughs> Avengers Endgame, uh, Avengers Infinity War, Spider-Man No Way Home, uh, The Avengers. Those are all in the top 10. Those are four of the top nine mm-hmm. uh, highest grossing movies of all time. Avengers Age of Ultron, Black Panther also in there. Uh, Iron Man 3, Captain America Civil War, Spider-Man Far From Home. All of the, That's like... That one is on par with Aquaman. The number one is 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 Marvel's, I think, ninth biggest open at this point. So Captain Marvel in there too. I mean, it's this is what they're trying to get to. And it's, you know, we'll see. We'll see if if Gunn is is the right guy for that, I think. Yeah. It's a it, it's interesting you say that because none of those properties were Guardians of the Galaxy. That's the guy there. Yeah. They went yeah, after Guardians it was that topped out around eight hundred, I believe. Mm-hmm. Volume two is eight sixty five. I don't see Guardians on here. So I think it's around I'm sure I'm missing it somewhere in here. But yeah, I think it's somewhere around around eight hundred million dollars. Yeah. Well, that is that is super interesting. And does it feel I mean it feels like to me we're about I don't know, ten days away or so. It feels like Wakanda Forever might be the movie to end all movies. 
<laughs> it really does. Like that might it might be just like, all right, shut it down, guys. This is it. This is gonna make, gonna make more money and be better. And I mean, it it's blown me away with the, with how they've kind of rolled out the the advertising and the trailers have all been have all been great. Yeah. I don't think the hype will be has any more potential to be higher than it is right now. Um, I think yeah. the way they've uh, you know handled the press and everything is 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 great and i'm mega hyped but it feels like dang this is this might be the movie of the year at the end of the day and it's like sorry avatar 2 we're still we're still watching wakanda forever it's been it's the new top gun maverick it's still relevant after right. after eight weeks and and we all still love it yeah could be um it also feels like it's a little bit insulated from from marvel fatigue um i think it's getting yeah it's it's gonna get I think uh, fresher eyes and a little more of um, I want to say an open mind, but it definitely has started to feel like with the Marvel movies, both from a critical standpoint and an audience standpoint, that there is starting to be some like, all right, I've had enough of this kind of thing, or yeah, we've already seen this kind of thing or whatever. This one feels like it's fairly safe or insulated from that at this point, but we'll see. We'll see. Very excited for that, and uh, again, that'll that'll come up here pretty soon. I know you guys are hyped for that. It had a bunch of Kugler elements in the mm-hmm. in the trailer. I mean, the the quintessential Kugler over the shoulder shot has been sprinkled all over that. Speaking of Kugler, you guys are excited for Creed 3. The trailer dropped for this. We've got Michael yeah. B. Jordan in the director's chair this time, handling the ending to his trilogy, the, this new rebooted uh, Rocky trilogy. And stepping back into the role of Adonis Creed. And it looks like we've got Jonathan Majors as his opponent this time around, Brian. How hyped are you, Mr. Creed? Exceedingly hyped. Yeah, that's been my nickname since high school. It's weird. Yeah, um, it, the, it, it, uh, it's changed, changed meanings, changed over the meanings years. a few times. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's been good. Yeah, dude, this is... I'm I'm very, very hyped for this. I wish that it was uh I, I like Thanksgiving instead of March or whatever, but uh yeah, it's I love this world. Creed is legitimately one of my ten favorite movies of all time. Thought the second one was really good. But yeah, like adding majors to the I mean, come on. What are we yeah. doing? Like that's you're, this is just borderline unfair. I'm I'm very pumped for this. Extremely totally unfair. Weird. What about you, Richard? Yeah. Majors is so unsettling even in just the trailer yeah um so it'll be interesting how they play that i can't imagine that's a that trailer hints that he's a lot more villainous than letting on but i I would be funny if he did that back to back with marvel you know then you kind of get booked into just playing scary dudes but he's a scary dude in that trailer and and that you know it didn't look like it missed a beat without kugler with uh michael b jordan in the director's chair so i'm pumped Mm. and no sly so that's scary, but uh, I think it'll be awesome. What is this app I've seen advertised that it's like fantasy Hollywood? Have you seen this? I don't know what it's called. You can like buy stock like in, stock in somebody's, co- thing? somebody's the, career, basically. Interesting. Yeah. yeah I, I need to. It's it. interesting. I've spent, I got in and I spent everything on Chris Fleming stock. Yeah. <laughs> And blew it all on Christmas. I feel like we could do pretty good at, at a game like that. If it's, there was, it's, I don't know if it's the same thing or not. There was a a big, 
when fantasy sports was making like before the daily stuff started really yeah I think Matthew Barry was involved in in this this Hollywood stock stock exchange thing but the game was it was way too complicated to play like it wasn't I like complicated rules and stuff for for things like that um but it it was too, it was too much and I I I messed around with it for a little bit and then I was like what why am I doing this this is this is too much work for um for what it is and it was hard I think to convey to the you know to the average movie fan like what how this works and what it was doing and all this kind of stuff I don't know if you're talking about the exact same thing uh Kent or if it's it shifted into something else but but it was a, it, it had a moment and it I don't know it wasn't it wasn't it wasn't the thing that I, I I felt like it could be yeah man the Jonathan major stock is at an all-time high yeah. can't wait for his his King the Conqueror arc they've announced a couple of movies and he seems to be popping up in Quantumania quite yeah. prominently. Yeah. So Jonathan Majors era, let it officially begin. I, I, I'm it. psyched for it. We still seem to be in the middle of the Chris Pratt voiceover era, guys. <laughs> Never ends. Man, the Chris Pratt. This guy's really, getting really roll, angry about that. Roll Just... after roll. So the Mario Super Mario Brothers trailer dropped. With the long-awaited debut of Chris Pratt's Mario, which led to some incredible memes. I mean, you almost want your your movie to become a meme at this point. It feels like it's going to do a lot better on opening weekend. It worked for Sonic, that that's for sure. Uh, the Mario trailer, guys, this movie is going to make an easy bill. Yeah, right. Like every kid yeah. is going to be so into this. It looks awesome. It's the same people. I think they did Lego Movie that are doing it. Maybe I don't know. Uh, but um, looks great and seems to have a lot of humor involved. And Mario is certainly a property that hasn't been taken advantage of on the film side of things over the years. <laughs> when it comes to recognizable yeah. universal characters that yeah, seemingly every kid in the world knows. And yeah, very confusing why they haven't capitalized on that over the years with uh, with with uh, cinema. But here we are. And uh, yeah, I thought it looked awesome. And the voice was was fine. I guess I don't know. You said like two words, I think, in the tra- in yeah. the trailer, but uh, yeah, I, I got to be honest. There's a I know that the internet, like its whole deal, is just outrage. Like, what are we angry about today? Kind of thing. How dare you? Come on. It's, it's yeah, I, I, I enjoy it personally. Was, <laughs> yeah, I know. that's why I, I log in every day. What are we angry about today, guys? <laughs> <laughs> you do text us that every morning at six. I do. Yep, it's your pizza pie Friday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but even even for the internet, that one was a was like it's probably going to be okay, guys. I I mean, it's not like Mario is like an authentic Italian plumber, so I don't know that we need to be this upset about. Isn't Charles Martinet really not even will. Italian either? <laughs> the guy that that everyone wants to be him isn't he not yeah. full full Italian? So just, I don't know. Is he only half Italian? Yeah. yeah, can't order a chicken parm though. Yeah, can't he order a chicken parm. That's all no. that matters. That's all yeah. I need to know. Yeah, yeah, only in certain cities, you know. Uh, okay, but uh, yeah, this 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 movie is a uh, great, yeah, great, great idea to make this and prepare a little Jude for uh, yeah. that to be his yeah. first movie. Seems like if he sees deal. the trailer, yeah. he's just gonna cry until he sees it again. <laughs> can't wait for that face. Don't introduce him to minions, though. Just avoid 
I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell it. I'm gonna introduce, introduce the minions. I'm gonna be like, "This is what you do with your uncle Kent. You guys go see these together." <laughs> and he's gonna look at you with those doe eyes and be like, "My dad said I can only see minions if I, I see it with you." And you're gonna have to be like, about. "No, I've never seen minions." That would be a great bit by me. Your dad, your dad's the one who watched it with you eighty times. Maybe you should try it with him. <laughs> go ask Uncle oh, Kent. He clearly, yeah. clearly likes Uncle it. Kent? I have some Richard <laughs> Minions blackmail saved that I'm. Very excited about too. I'm just right waiting for the moment to to bust that bad boy out. So don't test me in these waters. You will lose the minion game. We're excited. I'm excited at least about um, the rise of the dawn of the kingdom of the planet of the apes coming out pretty soon. Rise of the dawn of the war for the kingdom of the planet of the apes. Seems like they're rebooting this thing already, or at least continuing where Matt Reeves left off. And because the apes aren't full, they're not fully where they were in the original planet of the apes, which is where we're we're trying to get to in terms Mm -hmm. of prequels. So we'll, we'll see that evolution over the course of these next, next movies. And so, yeah, I can't wait. Can't wait for these. This, that was such a fun trilogy, and the technology and how they do the apes has gotten so much better over the years that I can't wait mm-hmm. to see the the next iteration of that. I love that trilogy so much. I think it's, it's really good. So good. I mean, and the first one's not even is is like fine. The second and third one are outstanding movies. I'm the only, the only bummer about the other two is they couldn't keep Franco for all three. That's what you're you're constantly saying, right? That's what like, I that's what I'm yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. I heard, was like, I, Oldman's great. I think it would have worked better in Franco. retrospect if we had right. Franco for all three. We could look. I agree, but it's just such a shame that he was inappropriate <laughs> with that ape. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is a uh, who did they they announced somebody as the director of this, and I've forgotten. Do you remember? It's James remember? Franco. Yeah. It's the guy that did the Maze Runner series. Oh, oh okay. Okay. That's a little, that was worrisome. Yeah. Remember? I haven't seen those, but you guys did episodes, I think, on all, yeah, all of them. time, Richard, we did an episode on the third one of those, and you were like, I've never, I thought this was the Divergent series. It was a, <laughs> that was a good bit. That was a good time. Uh, yeah. yeah. West Ball. Okay. That's fine. Which one is has Shailene Woodley? That's Divergent. Divergent. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And is Aaron Rodgers in those? Uh, not, not yet. Not yet. He's, He's waiting for John Wick 5. Uncreated. He, he rolls in on the Maze Runner and discount double checks that spaceship right in the space. B much prefer Rogers not to have a movie career if at all possible. Oh, it's coming. Be subjected dude. to it's that. It's coming. Yeah. Yeah. No Just question. so much charisma. Yeah, absolutely. What's uh, Before we wrap up this movie news segment and, and hit a weekly recommend on this main feed edition of Mad About Movies. What's your most anticipated movie of the year still yet to come? Hmm. Richard. Uh Banshees of Anishirin or Anishirin or whatever oh, yeah. you say it. The new Martin yeah. McDonough. Yeah. Easy. Can't wait. Nice. Some people have been seeing that this week and it's been uh it's been getting great, great reviews. Yeah. So I'm pumped. Pumped for that one. What about you, Miguel? Yeah. Um, blockbuster side of things, it's. I mean, I can't wait for Black Panther. That was Coop's like number one movie ever for for a long time. Really pumped to see 
to see that one again. Um, and then, or the new one, excuse me. And then, you know, let me be very basic. The Fablemans. I can't wait for the Fablemans. Can I nice. change Banshees to one of my f- movie draft picks with like, well, now that I have like the good nurse and crap on here? <laughs> I know. <laughs> R.I.P. the movie draft. <laughs> gonna, gosh, such a beating. Hey, fourth time will be the charm. Yeah, I know. I know. We'll make some changes next year. We'll get it right. We'll get it right. Yeah. What about you, Kent? What's what sticks out as the- yeah for me? Definitely the Babylon. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Damien's it, it clocks in three hours eight minutes, fellas. Mm-hmm. Strap in. Let's go. Let's do it. Oh, that's I'm ready. I mean, like if anyone's gonna make a three hour movie, then I'm interested in. It. He's up there. Sure. Yeah, I yeah. think there's a lot of. We've said this last couple of years have been very let down, but I think this is going to be a very Brian Richard and Ken award season. I think we might have some fun, boys. Could be good. Yeah. I'm hoping so. I looked at my top 10 list earlier today and it's like, man, I don't know if I want to lock this bad boy in right now. <laughs> Hopefully there's something that can. I think there's some, I think yeah. there's some fun yeah. stuff coming. You got some good stuff coming. Um, we mentioned the Empire of Light could be really good. Does the Leonard Bernstein movie this year? Reviews. No, it's oh, next, year. next year. Oh man, that one. I'm hyped for Tar though. That's yeah, yeah big year for for orchestra yeah. conductor movies. Yeah. So yeah. if we can get um, a Mr. Holland's not? Opus sequel, well, that's right. a, you know all we can ask. The Bernstein movie is going to be awesome. Yeah, both plays <laughs> a lot of Mahler. I mean, Kent yeah. knows I'm, I'm a Mahler nerd. Both are big Mahler nation stand up. Mahler mm-hmm. strong, but they. Uh, <laughs> but I'm pumped for Tar. I'm gonna. Yeah. Hopefully we can. I'm going to sneak um, out and see Tara soon, but I have a baby, so I'm probably not. Yeah, the VIPs have been talking about that one a, a yeah, lot. it's been hot. Been waiting Armageddon for it. Armageddon time opens this week, I think, some places. Nice. Um, Banshees white, comes out this weekend. Yeah, Banshees is out. Yeah, I'm hyped there, for that. There should man. be some. So, I haven't been that excited for that ones. kind of movie in a long time. Sweet. I can't wait for that, and we'll be covering all that here on the main feed. A lot of fun times ahead Yeah, on Mad About Movies. <laughs> Guys, before we get out of here... Let's hit a quick weekly recommend. Weekly recommends. What you got for us this week, Beagle? Pulling up the name of it right now. Hold on a second. This is a. I'm going to recommend a podcast series um, that I listen to, and of course now has disappeared from my podcast player. Called Club Random. (laughs) (laughs) How great is that text every Sunday night for me? I know that's right up Ken's wheelhouse. Like that has to get a chuckle out of Ken every night. <laughs> it's a good time. It's a good time. Okay. I don't understand the celebrity fine. that already has a TV show diving into podcasting. It's like, dude. I mean, I'm never going to listen to it, but I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> yeah. Just theoretically. Yeah. Obsessed with it. Yeah. The, the bit. It's a great album though. You know, <laughs> just your last album was so good. Oh, thanks man. By the way, he's talking to Kid Rock. So, is it? Um, all right. This show is called Waiting for Impact. It came out late last year. It's a ten-part uh, series. Okay. Limited limited series thing. Um, it is a Dave Holmes passion project. That is part. That's the subtitle. You guys remember Dave Holmes from the oh, yeah. MTV days back in the day? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. I like him. Yeah, I do too. It was one of my favorite uh, MTV. Uh, I don't think he was ever actually a VJ. It doesn't matter. One of my favorite. Yeah, he used to fill in for Carson Daly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. On, on yeah. One, one of my favorite MTV personalities from that era. Dave sure. Holmes, big big friend of Rob Fee, friend of the show. Oh, really? Those okay. Two guys. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, cool. Hangs out with that um, crowd. This, this, it's again, 10 part series. It finished in like December of last year. So it's done, which I like. You can go listen to the whole series if, if you are interested in this. 
Um, it it starts with him in the Boys to Men Motown Philly music video, which is a very famous music video from that uh-huh. time. Um, they introduce the rest of uh, Mike Bivens's crew at the time, like the 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 bands or the 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 acts that had yeah. signed to his label, which was another bad creation. Boys to Men obviously is like the I mean of that kind yeah. of 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 R and B is the biggest band in the world for sure. three to five years, eight years, something like that. I mean, just like, oh my gosh, unbelievable. Over Monsters. The top. Monster albums. Yeah. Um, another Bad Creation had some had some hits, and they're in this music video, and then there's like this one-second clip of a, a band called Sudden Impact, and it's, it's like six white guys um, in this video, and nothing ever comes out from them they never release any music there's there's nothing to show okay. for them appearing in this music video and dave holmes whole thing is like this has bothered me for 30 years basically That's incredible i love and passion yeah, like that. yeah yeah it's a cool it, it, it was a really love interesting it. funny thing that he has been it's i don't know like again this was like 91 i think when that video came out there's no real internet there's no there's no way to find these things out if right. you don't know. And then there's so many pieces of pop culture from this period that just have disappeared um, because it was pre-internet and there wasn't Wikipedia and all this sort of stuff. Anyway, um, so that's that's the whole thing is like he I've been obsessed with this for 30 years. What happened to Sudden Impact? Why did there why was there no music? What can I find out about this band? And so this I think it was made like late stage pandemic um okay. and was just he's just bored and was like all right i'm gonna figure out what happened and so that's what he does so he he, he looking- sets out to interview these people to find these people interview them um and then he kind of takes it into like let's talk about the 90s of music and okay. music and like how quickly everything shifts from 80s pop and 80s hair metal to um this r&b uh, the, the boys to Mariah carey era of of music which is huge, but lasts for like a year because then yeah. Nirvana completely changes all of music. And uh, so th- some talk about that. He even gets into Amy Grant, the queen. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a really interesting, I think, I, I know you would like it, Richard. I think you would probably like it as well, Kent. Um, and, uh, and listeners too, it should probably be eight episodes for being honest. Like it's a little too, a little too long in places. There's some filler that maybe, some of the filler is great. Some of it maybe is is a little bit less less so, but uh, but overall, it's a pretty easy listen, and uh, and I I was really in, really into it. So uh, little, waiting for impact, the Dave Holmes passion project is well, the, is the wreck. So. A little friendship trivia for you guys. On my birthday last year, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the this podcast. I didn't know mm-hmm. about it, but I'm looking at the episode that came out on my birthday last year, November 9th. Mm-hmm. Um. Features my favorite MTV VJ from that era, Damien Fahey. Love Damien Fahey. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah and he is how I found Broadway Bill Lee. Oh, nice. Look he introduced Broadway. I followed him on like Twitter or Instagram or something, and he like retweeted it. was like, this guy rules. And I was like, this guy does rule. <laughs> and I shared him with you guys, and now that's like yeah. the official mascot of our friendship is the, the legend, it. Broadway Bill. That's awesome. Hall Very of good. Famer, I would yeah. say. The best. Radio Hall. He Famer, should be on Cameo. Bill. He could be making so much money on Cameo. Oh, yeah. I would only things. buy my friends Broadway Bill. <laughs> yes, Even if they didn't know who yes. he was, I'd be like, yep. Awesome. Happy sure. birthday. I got you this poem from Broadway sure. Bill. So, <laughs> 50 bucks yeah, every time. Can I yeah. get a subscribe and say, Broadway, can I just pay you monthly? 
Let's put you on retainer. I got a lot of friends. Just a Patreon for this. Yeah. Be good. What yeah. you got on uh, the recommend side of things, Richard? Yeah, I've got an album uh, from uh, Ken. I think you probably have listened to this. I've just been listening, tooling around on Spotify. Um, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. Have you listened to the Changes album yet? I haven't listened to that album yet, though. But I was listening to the, an older album of theirs uh, last week. And I was asking my wife if her, her dad listens to them, uh, too, because he's into that, that kind of that style. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not really, I'm not really, but for some reason it popped. I mean, I knew of them and I saw they had a new album and I saw it was getting decent buzz. So I just like was sitting in my, I think I was literally like waiting for Jude to be born. So I like threw it on because I had nothing to do and uh, liked it a lot. So, yeah, you know, it's time, it's. Important to branch out every once in a while. Yeah, it's a good album. I think you'll like it a lot, Kent. Yeah. I'm only recently starting to get into like uh, fusion music. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, that's that's a band that I'm excited to to dig more into. But gosh, they, they're huge. They're everywhere. They have yeah. so many albums, too. It's pretty yeah. crazy. This one's tight. Prolific. Like. It's like a 40-minute long album. I mean, mm-hmm. it's only like seven songs. The songs are a little jam bandy and psychedelic, but like at least the album itself is a nice, tight listen. Awesome. Cool. I'm glad that has uh, your endorsement because I know you, you have good taste in music. Thanks, man. Well, I, big music-themed weekly recommends here. I'm going to recommend a documentary, music-themed documentary. Have you guys watched this um, Clive Davis documentary yet? No. I like came out in, yet. She no. came out in 2019. Yeah. It's called The Soundtrack of Our Lives. Mm-hmm. And Clive Davis is a uh, who's playing him in the Whitney Houston uh, movie? Can't remember. Shoot, um, somebody pretty interesting. Yeah, Paul Giamatti, of course. No. Oh, <laughs> He's every music executive less interesting. That that's a great. I forgot who had that. Uh, maybe the Rank Kings when I was on there talking. Oh, about, Stanley Tucci. Yeah, Stanley Tucci. It's perfect. Okay, but now uh, I'm back in. Now I'm yeah. back in. Yeah, should also play Gabriel alone. By the way, but yeah, Giamatti should just play minutes. every music executive in, in every movie. I think that would be a, <laughs> a great bit. Uh, but, but Clive Davis, a Columbia Records executive, who discovered some of the most iconic musicians of all time, just a a guy who was a lawyer got kind of thrown into the job, not a creative at all, just an incredible tastemaker, had an ear for it just would sit in his office and listen to demos all day, listen to songs and say, Hey, Whitney, I think you should record this one as a song, as a single, you know, that kind of thing. And I mean, he could have retired after just like one of the artists. He's like, Oh, you discovered Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah. You can retire. You're good. (laughs) You know how many A and R guys work their entire career to try to find one artist that, that pops this guy is signing him like, uh, I mean, every day is Bruce Springsteen and, and uh, Patty Smith and, Earth, Wind, and Fire, and The Grateful Dead, and yeah, (laughs) Santana, Winnie Houston. It's just unbelievable the amount of artists that he, Alicia Keys later in his career. (laughs) I mean, he's the one who- Credit for all the others. He's the one who paired him up with Rob Thomas. Like, dude, you're irrelevant. Here, let me let me make you relevant again. And boom, he was the most relevant guy. That <laughs> it was, was like incredible. Smooth. This dude, you can't, is yeah, smooth. that was smooth. You can't you can't argue. That can't argue with that. No, actually, he had like eight hits on that record, so it wasn't just <laughs> that, that song. But yeah, there was that. Yeah, there were. That was there was that. Um, was it Maria Maria? Maria Maria, and then there was the one with uh, Michelle Branch. 
Hey a little bit of this. Oh, you killers. Got that one too. Yeah. There was a Vanessa Carlton one, I think, Would on that record too. That might have popped a little bit. I think there's a Dave Matthews on there too. And I remember speaking of being at Dave Matthews band <laughs> in high school and maybe, um, you know, enjoying myself and um, Maria Maria, whatever that band was, opened for some reason. Mm-hmm. Unclear why. And being like, where am I right now? What is happening? Because they just came out. I want to. I want to. I think the greatest <laughs> discovery, though, of his career was Kenny G, for sure. I mean, right. Hey, they made Jones. a lot of money for him. Yeah. Yeah. That's for yeah, sure. I'm looking at the list here. AT, pretty, yeah. yeah. Loggins and Messina. Oh, yeah. Billy Joel. Aerosmith. Yeah. But again. Demer- two step four. Rod Stewart, step big big <laughs> career revival for Rod Stewart under Clive Davis when he. Yeah. Sorry, how he became a crooner was because of him Barry Manilow, made him the crooner that he is because he was just like a songwriter dude. Unbelievable! This one guy that was a lawyer just we we talk about you talked about earlier like oh he's you know he's not a a creative. I just think you have to have good taste. You know, you don't have to be creative. Yeah. I think you, yeah. your your taste record has to speak for itself. And it's just amazing to me, guys like Clive Davis, guys like Rick Rubin, who have no musical background. They're simply just, I like this, I don't like this <laughs> type of people. And mm-hmm. that's an amazing thing to be able to find that many great artists uh, in a career. Clive Davis still with us, by the way, still popping off. And uh, mm-hmm. treasure. Well, the Kings, I don't know, he's just the Kings, well. Or worked with. Yeah, you guys will do, really dig this documentary. Just nice. gr- great retrospective on his career. It's like, dang, all these bands are awesome. So, uh, and he kind of narrates it. And he throws in a, a huge Grammy party every year. That's like the party to go to at the Grammys. And there's a lot of great, un, uh, you know, unreleased footage of those parties because there's a lot of different artists that go to that too. But everyone loves that guy. Hope he doesn't get canceled someday because that would suck. <laughs> Yeah, he was born in the 30s. I'm saying, so well, yeah, more than a it's always possible. Yeah. Always possible. It's always lurking, what I'm saying. You know? Oh, yeah. man, he signed uh, He signed Tony Braxton, so he ruined the 90s Mavs. Mm, I hope he does okay. get canceled. I'm out on this. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, sorry. Sorry for that recommend. Maybe the Mayhem fan will enjoy it. It's called Soundtrack of Our Lives, Clive Davis. It's a nice. documentary out. All right, there's recommends, and there is the news of the moment. Here on the uh, Mad About Movies main feed, make sure you're subscribed to the VIP because Brian and Richard dove into 1997's The Rainmaker, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Got a little Damon, got a little DeVito, literally, and uh, yeah, good John Grisham. Did you how how much did you guys get into the fact of John Grisham just being everywhere in the 90s? Because we did. We talked. My main talked about it. My main memory is just walking into the airport. store just john grisham what we learned smacked him in the face it's weird that coppola made a grisham movie it's even weirder that there is a robert altman grisham movie that brian and i don't (laughs) did not know existed until this podcast so there's a little easter egg there's a little teaser check it out this week in the vip madaboutmovies.com slash vip get you that and all of the other hundreds of throwback conversations bonus episodes over there we'll see you next time at the cinema Goodbye. Hey, baby, I hear the blues are calling tossed salads and scrambled eggs. And maybe I seem a bit confused. Yeah, maybe, but I got you pegged. Ha, 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 ha.
But I don't know what to do with those tossed down and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. Scrambled eggs all over my face. They're making me ya ya. The salads and scrambled eggs. They're calling again. 